Indispensable is a podcast focused on hearing about the business truths, tools, and tips others can't do without. After interviewing hundreds of people for their LinkedIn profiles and talking with thousands of people looking to use professional platforms more strategically, I've had the pleasure of meeting and getting to know people that lead, create, and engage within their companies and in their communities with great intention, abundance, focus, and sheer grit. I want to share their stories so that you can gain insight from a variety of people, not just the podcast and tech rock stars that have become household names. Rather, let's focus on the people whose stories influence those around them, and maybe even you. Everyone has indispensable truths, tools, and tips, even if they haven't realized it yet. And while this podcast isn't about LinkedIn and how to use it, it may weave its way in from time to time. It is, after all, our favorite platform for networking and doing business. Come, join us, and get to know some of my colleagues, clients, friends, and neighbors. Hi, everyone. Great to have you with us today. Over the last year, I've heard a great deal about EOS worldwide. I've read a couple of the books, including Traction, and have been curious about the process. That's why I'm delighted to have our guest with us today. Bill Huter, today will talk with us about EOS and about his career. In fact, Bill was a partner in a company that made the Inc. 5000 list nine consecutive years, and he attributes part of that success to EOS. So today, he's helping companies realize their potential by adopting this process in their companies. Welcome, Bill. It's great to have you with us. Thank you, Colleen. It's great to be with you. I'd love to have you share with our audience a little bit about EOS, what it is, how it works. EOS stands for the Entrepreneurial Operating System. It's a simple set of tools and disciplines that allows entrepreneurs and their leadership teams to address three really important things in the, in the execution of a company's business. Those three things are vision. Vision is simply getting everyone on the leadership team to see and believe and articulate one common vision. The second is traction. Traction is, is instilling the discipline and the accountability to take that vision and to make it real every day, every week, every month, every year. And finally, health, which is when you have one common vision that everyone in the company believes and everyone is executing with discipline and accountability, health just comes along, which is, which is that healthy feeling of knowing that everyone is working in, you know, rowing in the same direction at the same speed at, uh, for the same reason. And there's only one good reason, and that is the greater good of the company. When that happens, when those three things happen in, in an entrepreneurial company, stars align, uh, planets align, things happen that are that, uh, I, and they happen in, in my business, in our business. Um, and I had never felt that before in any other company. And it takes you, it takes you so much farther, so much faster. And you really, you're a serial entrepreneur, right? You've started and led companies, a few of them. What, what was it about EOS? Why did you suddenly take EOS so seriously and implement it in your company? Well, my first company, I, I came from, uh, you know, I, I'm 64 years old now. And um, so my first company was, I, I came from a music background. My first company was to, was to conceive of and, and produce and direct a music education video series for the school and library market in the United States. And that was done in cooperation with London's Royal Philharmonic and the Smithsonian. And I learned, it, it, I, I was completely in my happy zone in terms of uh, who I was as a person. Um, but I had never run a company before. I had been in public radio and television. I had never started a company or run a company. I was in public radio and television, which was something that I loved dearly. 
but I, I realized that I wanted to become an entrepreneur. I started this, this company with a partner and we, we were, we had success for six years. Um, ultimately we couldn't, we couldn't figure out a way to continue to, um, to keep the company going financially, although the programs were very successful and they, and we were successful in getting them into the marketplace, getting the investors paid back. So there was a lot that was learned about that first company. I then went back into the, um, you know, the, the, the marketplace business development and, and business strategy sort of became my sweet spot. Uh, eventually got into Big Five Consulting, Anderson Consulting, Deloitte Consulting. And it was at that point that circumstances came together where I met a few partners and we started what was my the a company, uh, another company that I was a co-founder of with a few other partners. And we grew that company. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's an expert witness search firm in, in the litigation space, uh, IMS Expert Services. Great, great company. And um, we grew that company for for nine years, and we were we were uh, very slowly in the sense that we didn't take outside capital to to accelerate the growth. We were doing it organically, and we were we had made the Inc. Five Thousand four years in a row, and we knew that we were having a you know a a a a good level of success. But we could feel ourselves slowing down from that that successful um, uh, hockey stick that that we were on. We could feel that the you know the stick was starting to get a little more horizontal. Um, so we decided to look outside of ourselves. At a certain point in in, in an entrepreneurial company you realize that the founders can only take the company so far. They only have so much knowledge. They only have so much background. Uh, we certainly had unlimited desire, but we said, you know, let's be open and honest and vulnerable and willing to look at something from the outside that will help accelerate us from this point to to wherever it's going to take us in the future. And we found EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System, which is this methodology of, of executing the business every single day. And we, uh, we had this implemented on us by, um, by a fantastic implementer, uh, Kathy Anthony, who happened to be our, our, our COO. And, um, and I could just tell from the beginning that there was magic in this. There was, we were, we were thinking in ways and acting in ways and executing in ways that we, that certainly I had not thought about, um, and, and executed before. It makes you, it makes you, uh, ask, a lot of really important questions about your relationship with your partners, with, with your senior leadership team, about what's most important, how do you create a vision, what is the definition of a vision, and then how do you, how do you create traction in the marketplace by executing on that vision. So it was, it was the fact that we were, we were very successful, but we were, we were feeling ourselves slowing down. We needed something from the outside. We, we were, open and honest and willing to, to listen to uh, and, and take on a method that had worked for thousands of companies worldwide. And it took us in those last five years uh, to, to levels of success that I know that we would not have achieved had it not been for the implementation of EOS. So you said early on, you said that we, that that company had great success and it did. And, and, and EOS was in part the, the, the reason for the success. I attribute the success to, to, to three great things. Number one, we implemented the EOS. Number two, I had two fantastic partners. Um, and number three, we were able to, uh, we were able to, and we had a wonderful staff of, of people uh, and EOS helped create um, or enable that staff to do things that we would not have thought of and, and been able to, 
to uh, do or create had it not been for that method of, of executing every day on the business. That's great. It brings to mind two questions. Did you have a vision for the company before you started EOS, number one? And number two, was the staff, were all of your team members on board automatically? Talk about that process of getting everybody on board. Yeah, we, Bill and Ted and I had, we certainly had a vision it was not nearly as well articulated. It certainly wasn't as parsed and as, uh, and as um, organized. It was, it was a vision in our heads, and I can't say that Bill's vision was exactly the same as my vision, which was exactly the same as Ted's vision. But we did have an idea of where we wanted the company to go. But but you bring up a really good point, which is we didn't we didn't have it completely thought through from eight different points of view, which is what EOS helps you do to help helps you do, and we had not articulated that vision on an ongoing basis to everybody in the company, and that is extremely important because when everybody in the in the company sees and believes one common vision and sees what their role is in creating traction both internally in the you know with with their fellow uh, fellow staff members and externally with with clients then they 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 get who they get who you are where you're going and how you're going to get there. And so many people in so many companies don't feel fulfilled because they don't see where they fit in the big picture, which means they don't understand their value. And everyone has to feel, everyone needs to feel that their contribution is important and that it's working to a greater good. That motivates a lot of people to to get to that third area that we talked about uh, with EOS, which is health. It creates a healthy atmosphere when everybody feels that and everybody's rowing, rowing in the same direction at the same time, at the same speed for the same reason. Um, so what EOS helps you do is it, it asks you eight questions of the, it asks eight questions of the leadership team to help form that common vision so that everyone on the leadership team 100% agrees that the answers to these questions form the vision that is then uh, communicated on a quarterly basis to everyone in the company, literally getting everybody in one room to say, here's where we were, here's where we are now, here's where we're going and here's how we're going to get there and celebrate the successes and, 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 you know, verbally and in some cases physically put your arms you know, around each other and say, great job. We, we, we had, we had great success in this last quarter. Here's what we're going to accomplish next quarter that gets us to our, to our annual goal, which gets us to our three-year picture, which gets our three-year plan, which gets us to our 10-year picture. Yeah, it seems um, that it's important to articulate the common vision. So everybody's very clear, but also having common language for that vision right? Is there yes. a piece of that? Because we can say, okay, we get it, right? But, and we know what the vision is, but having the common language for it so that everybody's actually articulating it day to day in the same manner seems important. It, it is. And <clears throat> that's another strength of EOS because there are eight parts to the vision. Part one is core values. And most people have some sense of what core values are. Um, but there's a there's a common definition. I won't go into the specifics of that. But there's a common definition of core values. The second is core focus, which is what what is the what and the why of the company. The what is what does the company do really really well? It's the niche in the marketplace. And then the the why is what's the purpose, cause, or passion of the company. When you figure when you when you define the core focus of the company in those two ways 
and you and you then define what the what is and the why is you figure out your core focus so that's core language that's common language there the next part is a 10 year target which is one simple sentence of where of of what you want to describe the company as being in 10 years then there are parts that are market strategy a market strategy that are um, where there are exact wordings of what is a what is a target list of customers look like what are the three unique things that the company um, uh, what are the three unique characteristics that the company has in the marketplace and there's a definition of that then there's a it, then you get to the three-year picture and there's a there's a clear language and definition of what a three-year picture looks like in terms of top-line revenue and bottom-line revenue and and then a description of what you want the company to be in three years from now, and everybody signs off on that on that description. Then it comes down to the one-year plan and a and a top line, bottom line um, uh, agreement on on where you want the company to be in one year, and what are the three to seven specifically articulated goals? What are those goals? What are the you literally wordsmith them to the point where you have a common language. There's no ambiguity at all about what you're trying to accomplish. And and then it gets down to quarterly uh, rocks, which are quarterly um, uh, uh, goals that are accomplished towards the one-year plan. And when all of those things are specifically articulated and shared by everyone, and there's no ambiguity, uh, and it's crystal clear, that common language helps drive success tremendously. And so share with us how you were able to get your team, your employees, your staff all on board. Because we know that, you know, in any organization, most people don't love change as much as maybe the leadership team might, right? They're, they're doing their job, they're coming in, they're committed, they're great employees, they're very good at what they do, but change, like this is, in some cases, could be a sea change, right? And how, how do you bring people along with you on this journey? Well, again, that is, that's, you know, EOS has, has a whole methodology for that, but um, in I, I think in simple terms, when when people see the big picture, they see the goals of what you're going for in that big picture, and they see how their how they fit in that big picture and how their discipline and their accountability and their contribution is a part of that big picture. It's 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 highly motivating. It's highly, um, uh, it, it, it creates a healthy, happy organization. It creates a group of people that want to come to work every day. Um, and that, that is, that's, unfortunately, that's rare to find mm -hmm. in, in companies. Most companies, there are, you know, there are a bunch of people that enjoy coming to work every day and but most of the people are there because it is you know most people are there because it's a paycheck most people are there because it's a step in in their life to maybe towards something else they don't quite know what yet but when you feel a common bond with your fellow employees about reaching common goals. There is something, there is something in the primal crocodile brain of people that that just um, that that just motivates, and uh, and EOS helps organize and motivate and and carry out in a in a in a in a simple methodology it helps helps all of that happen as you talk about the your team was your team all in one location in one office or were they was there remote the majority of them were um we had a number of 
we had we had less than ten percent that were that were remote, and some of them had been in the home office and had gone remote. Um, working with remote employees is a whole whole you know whole different. Um, it, it it has challenges, and and I know that there are people a lot smarter than me that that could talk about that. Um, but it, 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 it does, it, it, part of the challenge is you're not there every day, shoulder to shoulder, having, you know, those water cooler conversations or just step into the office kinds of conversations. It is easy to hit the button and, and call someone and technology is fantastic. And the our ability to connect both through data and through voice is, is miraculous, but there is, but it's, it's hard to, you know the 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 eye to eye contact and and um, and shaking someone's hand is is it's a you know it's a whole different feeling, and EOS um, EOS works in remotes in in a situation where there are remote employees and it works in a situation where there are where everyone's in in one office or in two offices or three offices satellite offices whatever it might be. Right. Okay. Because I think a lot of companies today, there is, if they're not a distributed workforce, there are at least some people that may work remotely. So being able to utilize something like EOS for those types of companies is also important. So I just wanted to mention that and sure. make sure that it's still applied. So how would you define your role today? Tell us a little bit about, you left that company. Um, you actually moved from Florida to Maryland, so kind of a big change. You're originally from Maryland. Um, but talk a little bit about how you define your role professionally and personally today. Well, I think to, to, to describe that best, I have to describe what happened to us in our company and, and, um, and the clarifying experience that EOS was. We, we wanted to uh, going back to what I was saying before, we wanted to keep the company growing, and so we implemented EOS. It was completely clarifying. It was it was life changing in so many ways, um, and so when um, when I exited the company, I moved back to Baltimore, which is where I grew up, Towson, Maryland, specifically. And and I I I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I I started to do some consulting and things that I found very fulfilling and um, with, with local organizations. And, but it, it, it slowly dawned on me after, you know, after about six months that EOS was something that I felt like I could do. It, it was a game changer for our company and for me personally, and for me as a business person. And it slowly dawned on me that I had the the ability, uh, or I felt that I had the ability to be the teacher, the coach, and the facilitator, which are the three roles of an EOS implementer. So I made the decision to go to EOS school um, and learned what it's like to be at the leadership team table as an implementer, which is on the other side of all of the teaching and coaching and implementation. I was on the side where I, I was, along with the rest of the, the leadership team, I was being asked the questions, the, 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 the really hard things to, to, to give an opinion about, to give background about, to, give, to open up my heart and my mind about. When you're on the other side and you have to be the implementer, you have to be the coach, you have to be the facilitator and the teacher, it's a whole different ballgame. And I have found it to be endlessly fascinating. And I'm still early in my journey. I'm, I'm in the first year of this journey. So I went to EOS school. I decided to become an implementer. I really just started my practice about five months ago. Um, um, I've got three clients. And um, it is – I. I do, there's a term called give back and, and, and it's a term that I like, but it, I don't feel like it's, it fits what I'm doing now because I feel, I don't feel like I'm giving back to companies, uh, to, uh, to entrepreneurial companies. I feel like I am empowering them. Um, I am helping them see the journey 
that they could be on that I had the great good fortune with with our company to to be on to see well beyond where they are uh, where they could go to teach them a method to get there um, that could take them on a trajectory that if they if they stick to the tools and disciplines which is not which is not a you know it, it, it's it, 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 it's not not everyone agrees to stick to it um, because because people in companies fall back. I mean, we are just we, we are human. We are we are in some ways fallible. But if you stick to it, um, you'll get to places that you never dreamed. And so, your role as an implementer is really, um, as you mentioned, three areas. But is it? Would you say mostly to keep the companies on track, right? Like to, to see, see it through, right? Yeah. Like, Early on, it's to teach the fundamental tools and disciplines that make up the methodology that is EOS. As you proceed through the, um, through EOS, you do, you do, a, you do a lot of learning early and then you do more executing as you go on, although you continue to learn more and more tools and disciplines. So it's the, the, the job of the implementer to, to be teaching the tools and disciplines early, continue to teach more of them as you go along. But as you go along, more and more of it becomes the the facilitator uh, and the coach to keep the 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 leadership team on track to keep the and and to monitor their progress and then to teach them more tools as circumstances require keep them disciplined um, keep them on track keep them on the tools uh, mastering the tools so that they themselves they themselves get into a position where they've got it and they carry it forward after a, after you know uh, sometimes a couple of years of of working in in the system and the and the implementer is no longer needed many times our clients are happy to have the implementer come to their quarterly meetings just to keep them um, to teach them new things and to keep them on track, keep them disciplined, keep them accountable. And I think that that's a huge part of it, right? Because if you have an owner, a CEO, a leader who's that visionary type, keeping to that process is a little bit hard. So one of the other people you need is that integrator, correct? Yes. It's, it's, there are so many things that are fascinating about EOS, and that were clarifying when we did it. We were we were a company where we um, we had someone that was a visionary who saw the big picture, loved the big relationships, the big ideas, the big conversations, and he was so good at it. Um, in EOS is good at helping companies see that in fifty percent of all companies, the person that leads the company. Uh, who is called the the integrator may be good in in that position or may be naturally a visionary, someone who likes the big picture. An integrator is someone who seamlessly and harmoniously integrates the the different areas of accountability, the different departments, whether it's you know sales and, and or marketing different operational uh, capabilities, different financial and IT capabilities within the company, and has those hard conversations and is in the day-to-day -day and beats the drum with the entire staff. Many times, entrepreneurs start a company and they're actually more of a visionary than they are an integrator, but they're stuck in that integrator role because they haven't grown the company to the point where they can afford an integrator, what other companies call a CEO, or they actually have, but they can't see that, that the company would go farther faster if they moved more into the role of the visionary and they hired somebody that was better at the operational day-to-day -day, 
care of carrying out the execution of the day-to-day um, in in the role of of an integrator. And so, when visionaries get stuck in the integrator seat, companies tend to make less progress as measured by things like a common vision, um, every everyone executing to to create traction and 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 creating health in the company. Measured by that, measured by top line dollars, measured by bottom line dollars, companies tend to grow and uh, less and be less successful when a visionary is stuck in an integrator seat than when that visionary is allowed to to be given the freedom to sit in a you know to be in a different place in a different box with different roles and responsibilities and different accountability to everyone on the leadership team. It puts them in their natural uh, place place of of joy and skill. And, um, and we were able to do that in our company where our integrator bill was more of a visionary. And so his, when he, when, when he got more into that role, when he, when he was allowed to be more of who he naturally is, that was one of the many things that helped us grow. So it can be very much that the person you think you are, that maybe you've been sort of labeled maybe because you've started the company or you were the second or third or eighth person in the company may not end up being the role that you have once you go through this process. Yes. Is that true? Yes. Um, one of the things that, that the process helps everyone on the leadership team understand first, and then as goes the leadership team, so goes the rest of the company. All of these tools and disciplines get, get taught down through the rest of the company. One of the one of the tools that that we teach early on is what we call the accountability chart, which is different from an organizational chart because an organizational chart is is starts with names and titles, and an accountability chart takes names and titles and egos and and political turf and everything completely off the map. You start with a clean piece of paper and you start start drawing boxes with seats of accountability. What what is it that this area of the company needs to accomplish and what are the five roles that the leader of that area of the company is accountable for? Without thinking about who the person is or what the what the title is of of that of that area of accountability so the company gets redrawn in a in a clarifying way to say here's what sales looks like here's what marketing looks like do those are those things accountable to to you know in one common area here are the different areas of operation of the company, whether it be customer service, whether it be um, uh, 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 product development or, or, or service development. And then here are the different financial areas of requirements of the company, the different IT requirements, the different HR requirements. What are those areas of accountability? What are the roles, the things that have to be done the five things that have to be the most important things that 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 have to be um, that, that that role is accountable for. That when then when all of that is crystal clear, then you take the people that you have and say, everybody on the, on the leadership team says, okay, Bob, uh, who, who's going to be in the sales and marketing uh, area of accountability? We think Bob is the right person for that. And Bob may have been the person that did that before, or it may have been someone else that that did that before. And it helps clarify putting the, putting the right people in the right seats. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. And one of the things that, um, as I mentioned in the introduction, I've heard more about EOS in the last year probably and maybe not even year eight months than ever before I certainly knew of the books read them um, why do you think it's springing up and it's becoming more popular is there something about starting and growing and you know quote unquote scaling a business that has made EOS um, kind of 
more popular because people need more tools? What do you think it is? What's, what's changed? Why EOS suddenly um, really becoming more a part of the business landscape? Well, I think part of it is just the, the uh, consequence of circumstances in the marketplace with, with Gino Wickman, brilliant guy, having started EOS um, in its infancy about 15 years ago. It takes a, you know, it, it takes a while. It mm-hmm. takes a long time to create an organization and to, and in Gino's case, he, he created these, these tools and these methods and then polished them. And, and, uh, and he did it as a result of, of being in charge of a turnaround of a family business. Well, he created these tools and he was part of um, EO, the Entrepreneurs Organization uh, in Detroit. And he was working with his fellow EO, EO me- members and they said, hey, we like that tool. We like this way of thinking. We like that discipline. Could you teach that to us? Well, that then gave him the spark to understand that maybe there's a business here. Mm. That then cre- that then you know over time morphed into multiple implementers implementing in their companies and him having to create a company and to, and to figure out how to most efficiently and effectively teach that method. And so it takes all, and and so now we're at 280, 290 professional implementers worldwide. It takes a long time to, to get to that point so that the company grows, um, in a in a way that the method is is kept pure, and that's a very important uh, to EOS and EOS worldwide and EOS implementers because you can grow fast and um, but lose the purity of the uh, of the quality of what you started with, and and they have grown the company to their credit. Um, Gino and and others have grown the company in a way that has kept the tools and the methods pure. Um, but it's, it has reached in the last few years, it has reached that inflection point where it's really starting to grow significantly. There are in, in round numbers there are 7,000 companies that are, uh, that have been, uh, uh, professionally implemented worldwide, mostly in the United States, but now moving into uh, Europe and Australia and other places. The goal for EOS is that by 2030 to go from 7,000 companies implemented to 100,000 companies. Wow. I have zero doubt in my mind that that goal will be achieved um, because the community of professional implementers is smart caring and um, and 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 disciplined and accountable themselves and I'm assuming they're using the methodology as they're growing this business right EOS runs on EOS that was one of the good things, to know right good to know yeah that was one of the things that I didn't think about before I came into the organization as an EOS implementer we have these quarterly meetings called QCEs where all of the implementers get together, all 270 get together. It used to be in one place. Now it's in two places, but the company, the company, uh, and we have these full day meetings and the entire day is run on the EOS methodology. The entire organization day to day and week to week and month to month and year to year is run on the EOS methodology. It's the, it's the dogs eating the dog food and it works. You can't, you can't teach and coach and facilitate a methodology that you yourself in your organization don't follow. Right. I would agree that that would be really important. And so it's not just for entrepreneurs who are a certain age, right, or in a certain demographic. This is being implemented in companies that might be in manufacturing that are in mature industries and have been around for 25 or 30 years, as well as somebody who is launching a brand new product and would be considered, you know, a startup. Absolutely. EOS is product or, and service agnostic. It has nothing to do, you could make paper clips or you could be in the nuclear fission business. It has nothing to do with what your product or service is. 
there are there are three things that EOS has found um, of of uh, uh, in terms of targeting that work the best. Um, number one is what is the what is the uh, the demographic. How do you define the demographic of of, of companies that are most successful in uh, running on EOS? And that demographic is is generally speaking companies of 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 at least ten employees. Although there are any number of companies that are less than ten employees that are running on EOS, no more than two fifty. And again, that's a bit of a random number. And the randomness of the number is that at a certain point, as companies grow and uh, and 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 get large, there is a there's a sclerosis that that sets in culturally, where it's hard to change. People from the outside are are less listened to. Um, cultures become hardened, and. So there's there is no magic about 250. There are companies of 500, 1,000, 2,000 that are running on EOS. But generally, it's it's entrepreneurial companies, which is companies that are open, whose owner whose ownership and leadership are open and honest and and vulnerable and willing to to look at a different way of executing on the business. That's that's the psychographic. Um, and those companies are demographically between 10 and 250 employees. It's not hard to find the demographics of companies to be successful with the OS. It's, it's just as important and maybe harder to find that psychographic, mm -hmm. um, especially with entrepreneurs who have started companies who feel like they know best and the, and or they they will admit to themselves that they don't know best, but they're afraid to allow um, a different way of thinking into the company to take the company to the next level. It's a scary thing because you're it it can be it can be a scary thing for a certain kind of personality type. Um, you've got to be open and honest and vulnerable. I love Brene Brown's. Mm -hmm definition of vulnerability which is um um uh, you to be vulnerable you have to be courageous right you have to have the courage to say there's a better way and i haven't figured it out the the, the rest of my leadership team hasn't figured it out but we're going to be open and honest and vulnerable enough to to bring in a, a, a proven method and an implementer who can take us there I just watched her show over the weekend, the one that's on Netflix. So, yeah, she was she's amazing. And I think that's sometimes hard to identify in people, right, that they're willing to be vulnerable. And as you and I have talked about, it's certainly not something they have on their LinkedIn profile. <laughs> it isn't. And it's one of the things that needs to be discovered in the process of an implementer speaking to not only the owner of an entrepreneurial company or owners, plural, but also the leadership team. Generally, you know, as goes the owner, so goes the leadership team, but sometimes the owner or owners aren't quite open and honest and vulnerable, but the team is, is you know, can tend more that way. And they're, they want change as much or more than, than the owner does. And it's getting it's getting everyone on the same page to, to, to move in that direction. Well, I think that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast, right? Because I think it's really important for people to hear about EOS and understand it. Some people are readers and they're going to read the books. Some people may not pick that up. And so this is a really, I hope, a great opportunity just to hear um, what it's about and how important it can be and how it can change the trajectory of a company. Um, and for some companies, you know, we're in a great period of boom right now. People are doing well, probably not going to last forever. Um, probably need to be planning for that. And I actually know some companies that are not doing so well right now, right? And maybe it's time for somebody to take a different approach. So hopefully, you know, sharing this information might give pause to some people who might be listening and think maybe I should present this to our CEO or owner. 
tell us a little bit about um, you personally. You're also a pilot, so you are the serial risk taker. It sounds like. <laughs> I, I see myself in through my business career as I look back as a serial risk taker because I've been a part of starting three different companies, either as the sole founder or as a co-founder. But um, and I and I, but in my personal life, one of the one of the things that I love to do the most is to fly. And um, and you 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 know that that flying has risk involved with it. Um, you don't, I, I didn't purposely choose it because it had, had risk involved, but you can see the common, as I look back, I can see the common link with, with being an entrepreneur, but flying is, um, I've been doing it, uh, for, for about 20 years now. And, um, it is one of the most fulfilling, gratifying, empowering, experiences personal experiences that that one can have it's a it's a complete commitment it's it's much like eos it there's a discipline and an accountability to keep yourself and your and your passenger safe it's lifelong learning if you're if you're not constantly uh learning new things and flying and 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 working to become a better pilot then um then you're not as safe as you could be if you were if you were constantly working on it, flying um, regularly to keep your keep the rust off, keep your 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 skills sharp. So, considering this podcast is called Indispensable, I think we've talked a lot about the things that you find indispensable, right? Lifelong learning, taking risks, uh, discipline, accountability. Um, if you were to suggest one of the books from EOS to start with, which book would you pick as the, as the absolute start here point? Well, um, I would, I think different people like different kinds of books. If you like to read a book that's, that is that what I'll call um, EOS, the textbook, then I would recommend Traction by, by Gino Wickman. If you are more of a, um, of a of a fiction reader, there is a, a there's a, a book called Get a Grip, which is a fictionalized view of a company that was having its issues, into which EOS was implemented, and the journey that they went on, and the ultimate uh, accomplishments that they created. So I call that EOS the novel. Mm-hmm. And and again, that's that's get a grip. And then there's a third book that is uh, that is fantastic, and it's about the relationship between the the integrator and the visionary, and how when you when you identify, define, and separate those two things, and you get two people in one company, in in those two separate roles that 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 work so well together with their differing skills that they can take the company so much farther, so much faster. That comp- that book is called Rocket Fuel. And all three of those books uh, speak to the power of EOS and the, and the journey that it can take any company on to, uh, to get back control for an entrepreneur to get back control of the business and, and take the company so much farther, so much faster. That's great. And we will put all of those books in the show notes so people can refer to them. EOSWorldwide.com is the website as well. So there's lots of tools and good stuff on the website that you can really kind of take this conversation and take it to a next level if you'd like. Um, Are there any other tools? We know that EOS is certainly a really important tool for you, but are there any other business tools you can't work or live without? You know, day to day, I use what everybody else uses. The phone is is absolutely indispensable, email and that kind of thing. But as I look back on on my career in terms of things, you know, under the general category of, of tools and things that would have gotten me, um, that would have helped me more in my career, is I look back and I and I had a I discovered a wonderful mentor 
there are professional mentors and there are personal mentors. And I found someone who helped me in both areas, but I didn't discover that person until I was probably 40 years old. And I look back and say to myself from a, from a, you know, a toolbox point of view, if I had found a personal and or business mentor when I was in my 20s, if I had made it specifically a goal to go out and find a personal mentor and a business mentor or one person that could be both, I think that um, I would have, I think that when my, my life would be, even even richer than it is. It's incredibly rich. It's incredibly fulfilling uh, now, but I th- I think it would it would have been even even better had I found someone that took me under their wing earlier in life in my in my twenties, maybe my thirties. I love that. I think that's so important, and I think um, very often people forget that. Even though the tools are valuable, people are always more valuable. People, it, it's, it's all about people and it's all about trust. Um, mm-hmm. you, you can learn a lot from, from all of the digital tools that we use every day, but that doesn't replace uh, someone saying, you know, I've got a thousand arrows in my back and I see you going down a certain path. Let me tell you, let me pull this arrow out of my back that looks similar to where you're going. And let me tell you this story. I'm not telling you not to do what you, uh, what you're the, you know, the road that you're going down, but let me tell you the, that I started to go down that road and I, I, I got an arrow and I learned from it. Um, so for somebody to, to, you know, take you under their wing and, and give you that kind of advice, I think is incredibly valuable. That's great. Bill, how can people find find you and find out more about you and the work you're doing as an EOS implementer. Probably the easiest way is just uh, connect with me on my, on my, my LinkedIn page. Uh, the spelling of my, my first, it's Bill. spelling of my last name is H U E T E R. I'm going to be the only EOS implementer in all of LinkedIn. Um, that is an EOS implementer of that name and, and or send me an email at bill at adventure continues.net. And I love the name of the um, domain that you have adventure continues. That sort of sums up who you are as a person and as a professional, Bill, it's been great to have you with us today. This was really, really helpful. I know i learned even more about EOS and took some notes and I'm sure everybody that's listening will be far more curious than they were at the beginning of this podcast. So thanks so much. Thank you. I've really enjoyed it. And that's all for Indispensable. Thanks for joining us. We hope to catch you on our next episode. Grab our show notes, review them, check out the links included, and head over to interoadvisory.com to learn more about the work that we do in our community and with our clients. <music>